0: I'd put you in my pocket Push the button through the hole to lock it Hold on to you, you're like a treasure Walk across my hand, it'd be a pleasure You could come with me You could come with me
1: morning again yay okay welcome to delisted of history the podcast where we talk about people you probably didn't learn about in school my name is Fega and i am tired <laughs>
0: ah oh no i it, it's raining it's exhausting it's an exhausting day i'm sorry you're tired i'm tired too i do you have a name too i'm oh, tired i'm tired you're my
1: favorite you're my favorite <laughs>
0: co-host. Tired. <laughs> I'm Issa, and I'm tired too. I'm tired too. We. I don't know how much sleep did you get. Uh,
1: not enough. I had troubles falling asleep last night. Actually. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. I have been. I went to New York, then I went to Connecticut, then I went back to New York, and then I came back here, and it was a lot. I'm not gonna lie, and so I'm. I'm just. I'm all out of sorts, but I'm also, you know. I can still talk about history.
1: Yeah. I had a busy day at the office, but it wasn't... It wasn't a bad day, but it was just really busy. Yeah. So it's just... I'm tired. I Also, have got a lot going on. Yeah. Got a lot going on.
0: Yeah. Um, also, yeah. I wanted to let you know, Ben and I, while just hanging around last night, recorded nine minutes of us talking to each other about political art, and it's very nerdy. And, Ooh. you know, because as we say normal couple things is what we tell each other when we do yes. things like this. We're just a normal couple doing normal things. Yeah. And um, and then I didn't know that he was thinking this Then he said when we stop when we actually record a podcast we have to not interrupt each other so much. <laughs> that was his first thing he said when we stopped recording. But we have now have nine minutes of our just musings for some reason. I mean it's kind of
1: like what I just recorded with Mazal except we did it on purpose yeah because we have started for
0: patrons
1: (gasps) we now have d-list drabbles Drabbles. which are just little little fun little stories nice um so stuff like that where it's just 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 having a casual casual chat it's it's uh we talked about the soap lady at the (gasps) mooter the one who turned
0: into soap yeah but if Girl. you want to learn more about
1: that, you're just yeah. going to you're just gonna have to listen
0: Did to – Did you go to the Mooder recently? No. I were just I'll, talking about her.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I was like, oh, shit, I need to do this. And so I went through <laughs> – I write these emails to the tour – so the job I have now, I train tour guides, and I had left the job and came back. So I'm back. But I have all the stuff I have from when I worked it before – And I, once a week, I send a, like, check-in email to all the tour guides. And one of the things I like to include is something that I call traffic tales um, for when you're stuck in traffic and you need to just pull something out of your back pocket. And I realized I hadn't actually thought of what I was going to do with Mazal for the D-List Drabbles. And so I went into that document and (gasps) scrolled. (laughs) Your traffic,
0: that's such a great little thing to have. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: I like, I like writing them. I lately have not had the time to, like, write good ones. Yeah. Like, the last one, I literally just linked our friend podcast, Labor John. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, like, just putting in little, yeah, socialist history. Little yeah, pro-labor well, history. Well, it was, it was a,
1: it was a, an interview with, um.
0: Sorry, I don't mean to, to accuse you of, um. Of any of us, of, oh, never. of propaganda, never no political propaganda, propaganda here. none. <laughs> We're very apolitical.
1: Yeah, that's that's the word for it. Um, <laughs> no, it's it was. Uh, they did an episode on pilots on the Delaware River. Oh, cool. Um, and we uh, our buses go by the Delaware River, so I thought, okay, well, that's relevant, and this requires very little work that's on so my fun. part. <laughs> so that's what we did. Speaking of being tired, so before I got here, I I went to the the the, the grocery store to get dinner because I wasn't organized enough to plan that far ahead. I'm now trying to multitask by scrolling, where are my notes? And I wanted to get a seltzer because I'm a Jew. Yeah. And I wanted a cold seltzer. Yeah. And so I'm walking around trying to find in all the different like cold cases. God, I'm so old, cold cases. Cold cases. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Refrigerators.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know what they call those things. There's it's got probably something more. An ice box. Yeah. <laughs> the ice box. The cold house.
1: Born in 1886. Yes. But I was having troubles finding anything, and I, I did find a lot of soda, which is not what I was looking for. But then, I kept finding seltzer that was also an energy drink. Oh no! And I was like, I do not want that. No. I've been cutting down on my caffeine, and I I do not want that. Also, energy drinks scare me. Um,
0: They're too much. Yeah. I mean, not that I've
1: never had them, but like it's because I've had them that I know they scare me. And I was getting like increasingly frustrated. And finally in the last, the last refrigerator, there was something. And I was thinking, gosh, what does this say about our society? This is how I think. (laughs) About our society (laughs) that I had such a hard time getting what is
0: essentially bubbly water. Do you know that yesterday we similarly had uh, the other day, we were at the the Sheets, and ben was, sheets. ben was looking for non-sugary drink water of some type, and didn't want flat water, you know, was like, and we were, and was just like, getting really frustrated, because he was going for some flavored water, which was the, um, you know, there's one with, with caffeine that doesn't look like it has caffeine in it, I'm forgetting what it's called, but there's a bunch of them, they're like, yeah, you, there's they a have, bunch. so, oh, the Hint, the Hint waters. They, they have, have caffeine. They have caffeine. Oh, that is... Frustrating. It's really frustrating. I know, and I and I know because I stayed up until three in the morning because I'm like that's what happens. Usually, you know, she has that
1: liquid death stuff, but Ben made fun of me last time. like because
0: because liquid death is stupid, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's yummy. <laughs> no, it's it's
0: only so. <gasps> It's only so good, so but it's too much for water. It's too much it for is water. Too much I can't for pay water. that much for water, and it is. the can is just too much. It's just too much. I feel so extra walking around with that can. Why I buy it? So So
1: extra. It's so insufferable. That's why I buy it.
0: So, but it, he was really just having a full-on Bernie Sanders moment of what everything I look at there's sugar or there's caffeine or there's or there's. You know, all these different, I don't want any of that. And you don't want water. So finally I got him to the seltzer and we were ha- happy Jews as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it just also, like, I was thinking about just, like, this is, this is what capitalism has wrought, We right? need
0: to be sugared and caffeined in and order we need to, to be, like do things for do things. the grind. In right. In order to grind, in order to hustle and grind. And this person <laughs> we're
1: talking about was not anti-capitalism at all. <gasps> um. But <laughs> this is a It'll great, okay. <laughs> great transition. <laughs> but she interacted with a lot of capitalists, and that is Ida Tarbell. Okay. Um, have you heard of Ida
0: Tarbell? No. Well, that sounds familiar.
1: Yeah. So Ida Tarbell, I came across when I was reading a book years ago, before the pan- bu- before pandemic, BP, <laughs> about President President Roosevelt and President Taft. Okay. And she came up and I thought she was really interesting. Hmm. Um
0: so I said this is someone I want to read more about. Okay. What's her what's her deal? What is She's oh, a journalist. Okay. All right. She's she's <gasps> a Ida Tarbell. Yeah. Am I saying her name wrong? No, no. possible. I Okay, sorry. I'm going to keep pretending like I remember who this is from the one time somebody told that me that. And I'm either going to feel really stupid or just- She's one of...
1: She's she's another example of these people where, like, somebody who specializes in Gilded Age sure. history is going to be like, Duh. Uh, yeah, Ida Tarbell. Everyone knows her. What are you talking about? Duh, she's not Yeah. Um. But, you know, <laughs> as we've said, we're taking a pretty, like, flexy approach with yeah. this. Yeah. So, Ida Tarbell, also uh, from Pennsylvania, okay. which is the the great commonwealth that we are currently sitting in oh yeah so she was born November 5th 1857 in Erie County which is the other side of the state from us it's over it's, not by, it's more by Pittsburgh than it is by really okay. I'm sure they would not like to be called by Pittsburgh <laughs> like I'm sure they think of themselves as their own entity sure so sure. <laughs> say the name one more time Erie County yeah sorry guys I I know it because I used to drive back and forth from Ohio because I went to school out there. Yeah. And there is a there are a lot of exits for yeah. Erie County off of 76. Pennsylvania <laughs> is a vast land. Is is vast it is in vast. many ways. Yes. It's big. And culturally diverse. Yes. So she uh, her parents were Esther Ann and Franklin Summer Tarbell, which are great
0: names. Fabulous. And they knew how to name a little journalist. Yes, they did. Which my mom, by the way, thinks about when naming children. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> She's a as a journalist herself. Um I just was named
1: for the person who had died of heart disease before uh, I was born. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Rash Because yeah last, you, you, yeah, to choose the last one. Yeah. That has died of heart disease and that's yeah. the next one. Although child. my dad, I'm sure, if
1: he's listening to be like, no, it wasn't because Rosh is. was mm. It's culture, culture, culture's deep. Man. Culture is deep. Culture is um, deep. Yeah, it's it's something we're thinking about a lot right now because Mizal's family is the opposite because <laughs> they're Sephardi and it's bad luck to name somebody a kid after somebody oh, who's died. It is I see. not
0: compatible. I see, uh, I see, I see, I see. But
1: anyway, so uh, Esther and Franklin were both teachers, which is cool, I think. Yeah. And Franklin was also a joiner, which is one of these like old timey professions I mean, it's probably. I'm sure there's people who do this
0: now. There's always there's a ton of people who do old timey things. I mean, well, I
1: think people probably do this. Did you know that there are?
0: Do you know that there are one to two thousand whole shape note singers that sing at least once a month? Listen. But it's a very lively community. (laughs) It's a very lively community. I will say, we were talking about this last night. It's on the. It's on the podcast.
1: (laughs) It's on the podcast. Uh So, he was a joiner, which is what it sounds like. It's joining pieces of wood together. Yeah, so um, that's awesome, though. Yeah, so I just
0: love whenever somebody's a craftsperson. <laughs>
1: that's it. <laughs> I just like all these crafts that have names that yes. I don't
0: know. Yes, um, so many specialties.
1: Yeah, because like it made sense back then before you had mechanization. Like you had somebody who specialized in joining pieces of wood together. It's a whole. It who was different from a carpenter? Yeah, it's just like it's very awesome. interesting. Yeah. Okay, so he's a. Uh, he's doing that thing and he was he was a very shrewd person like he was he was a smart guy and he wanted to do what was best for his family and so he decided that the thing to do was to take advantage of the fact that the united states government was giving away indigenous people's land for next to nothing Got it. to homestead as it were with his family so obviously i disagree but like you know here we are. It's not the story's about. So he goes out to, he leaves his family back in Pennsylvania and he goes out to Iowa to start a homestead. And then the idea is he'd like call back to mm-hmm. be like, okay, we're ready. And, you know, his wife would come with the kids or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. But that did not work out because they lost all their money in the panic of
0: 1857. Yes, it was. That was a terrible time before the Great Depression. Yeah, so. A panic, a big bad panic.
1: It was a big bad panic, and there were a lot of these. So before we had the regulations that came into play around the Great Depression, we had
0: these, like, boom and bust cycles. Which, yeah, bad ones. Very bad ones. We still have them, kind of. Yeah, but they are. But not like that. Yeah, well <laughs> I mean until, there was until a,
1: deregulation in the nineties, but that's a whole other thing. But yes. it's not as bad
0: as they were because we have FDIC. Like
1: we have a lot of protections now. We
0: have stuff that we didn't have. That being said, things are obviously not good. Um but right. we're not having panics, which means that it is fairly rare to lose literally everything at once. That you like have in the bank or but, whatever. Yeah, in your whole life. Yeah. As widespread as it was. Yes.
1: Well, they lost all their money. Yeah. The reason actually this is fascinating. The reason why the panic happened, amongst other things. So Anytime anyone says, the reason that this big economic thing happened, (laughs) they are nutshelling that because there's never just one thing. Sure. But a big part of it was the invention of the telegraph. Oh. Because when Ohio Life Insurance and Trust Company failed, everyone knew really fast. Oh, wow. So before it would have taken, I don't know, week two weeks, whatever, to, for the information to go and in that time it would give people and Marcus the time to kind of cool off so there would still be a boom and bust mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be so instantaneous and huge. Wow. But with the telegraph, everyone, the telegraph, knew what had happened um, on both sides of the Atlantic so it was bad news bears. Bad news bears. So Franklin is like, well we lost all our money so forget this Iowa thing. And he starts walking home from Iowa. <laughs>
0: Holy shit. Yeah, he He walked home to Pennsylvania.
1: Wow. Yeah, he (laughs) earned, yes, seriously, he earned money on the way teaching in rural schools. And it took him 18 months
0: to get from Iowa to Pennsylvania. Holy shit. So
1: imagine, you're like, I'm sure he was bedraggled by this point. Yeah. You've been just doing your best, trying to get home, to see your family. Keep in mind, Ida was born in 1857, so like. She was, you know, it's, it's been a sec. And you get home and you're like, oh, thank goodness. I'm going to see my family who oh, no. I love so oh, no. much. Oh, no. And your toddler who you, I don't know if he saw her ever before she was born or not, but he certainly didn't see a lot of her if he saw her. Your toddler looks at you and says, go away, bad man. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Poor guy.
1: <laughs> Poor
0: guy. Because you
1: didn't know who he was. But uh, they, they got over it and they... They had a fine relationship. Okay. That that just struck me as um, (laughs) depressingly
0: humorous. Yeah. Um, Just kids
1: are, kids are
0: hilarious. I also imagine him coming out of like the desert and he has like a long beard and he's That's how I imagine it. (laughs) He's just, yeah, as soon as he said bedraggled. 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 Yeah, it's yeah, called out of the desert. Yeah. I just love kids. Like I me was t- Oh me too. Yeah. I was
1: in the I I was a safety for the St. Patrick's Day parade, which means I was sitting on top of a double decker bus just making sure people didn't do anything stupid. <laughs> and I got lucky I was on the family bus. So there oh, were all no. these like little kids and they were so cute. They're
0: like we're on top of a bus. Oh There's gosh. a red light. There's a green light. <laughs> There's an airplane. <laughs> It just oh it was, it was it was magical. It was a bus. I love to be that wondrous about the world.
1: Yeah, and I texted you and was like, "I'm going by your orbit." Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I was I was at a funeral.
1: Oh well, <laughs> First of all, it may not have been right then. That's not an acceptable excuse. It's been my,
0: <laughs> it's been my excuse all weekend for everything that I didn't want to do. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's a pretty good excuse. It was a terrible time. I, kept, yeah. I came back to my family and my sister was very nice. She was like, you guys could have to let her to do. I feel like I got about about three things that I was allowed to do because I went to a funeral and I wasn't happy about it. I mean, that's <laughs> something. It was something. I'm laughing because it's bad. Yeah. Um, the it's one funeral of those was you, if
1: you, if, you uh, if you don't laugh, you'll be crying. So. That's what,
0: as Jews, as we do. As we do. As we do. Yeah. As we have to. As we do to survive. Anyway, yeah. we move on, though.
1: Moving on. So we've gotten through exactly 18 months of Ida Tarbell's life. Mm. And we're almost at the 20-minute mark. Okay. <laughs> so we need, we need to learn. We're we doing need to great. learn. Let's learn some more. We're doing awesome. 1859 is the Pennsylvania Oil Rush. So this is actually a super interesting story in and of itself that I don't feel like I understand fully. But basically, they're T- Titusville, Pennsylvania, which is out – you know, in the sort of eerie part of part of the state. Got it. I guess there had been some suspicion that there might be oil down there. There were a lot of issues at the time because people were using gas lamps and, like, fat, like, lamps that, like, are lit with, like, fat. Okay. And so whale oil was super expensive, and then yeah. other options were really dirty. Like, they burned yeah. really dirty. And okay. gas was, like, I think, rather expensive and dangerous yeah so there the the market was ripe for a different option yeah people in there's a landowner or whatever in titusville who thought there was probably oil underground and he had troubles finding anybody to try to dig for it so he finds this guy edwin drake whose only
0: qualification
1: was that he had a free railroad pass to get himself to titusville oh wow yeah he did he struck oil and he did that by drilling deeper Than anyone else had, he basically just kept slamming his head against the wall (laughs) until oil came out. Uh, So that worked out for him, and Ah. that region went from a really like sleepy farming community to a booming oil-based economy rapidly. Okay, and when I say booming, I mean like boom towns, boom towns, like like towns like like appearing around these newly found oil wells, and then as soon as you know the it stops producing it just collapses collapses and uh ida wrote in her autobiography that oil opened quote a rich field for tricksters swindlers exploiters of voice in every known form just like nfts yes actually just like nfts yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and crypto yeah i i don't stand crypto sorry crypto bros So her father though, he is he is like I said, he's a shrewd, shrewd individual, and he figures out that there is a need for his particular set of skills, that being joining pieces of wood together. Yes. And he starts making barrels to store the oil in. And so he he moved them to he moved his family to Rouseville, Pennsylvania in eighteen sixty. And there was a major accident there where a flame hit the natural gas coming from the pump. Oh, no. Causing a massive explosion. This is one of those, like, all hands on deck kind of situations to to help. And um, Ida was, was a kid, so she was told to, like, you know, stay away. But she was a curious kid, so she did sneak a look at the burn victims and was pretty traumatized oh, man. by that. But even with all this, like, when they're in Rouseville, like, they were... Like, oil was, like, everything. They were living in, like, a shack with a workshop attached. Because it was just, it was just, like, trying, it, you, cu- you couldn't you could make enough barrels for the oil that was coming out of the ground. Because it's not like with gold, for yeah. example, where you have to, like, go get it. Yeah. Oil, it's coming. Yeah. Whether you're ready to grab it or not. Uh-huh. At least back in those days. And so there was a great call for, for barrels, so that was good for her dad. But it just was all-consuming. But the boom... In Rouseville ended, finally, in 1869, and they moved to Titusville, where her dad built a family home with the money he had earned. And his her father also got into oil production and refining, which did really well
0: until dun, dun, <clears throat> Standard Oil shows up. Oh, no. They're always the big, you know the cartoon, show the cartoon with the big octopus that's like uh,
1: big oil. I always think of like you know, have you seen Newsies? Like the old Newsies? Yeah. Yeah. I mean not (laughs) there's anything wrong with the new Newsies, but like the old Newsies. Wait, wait, wait. The
0: old Newsies um, from what year? 90 something or other? Yeah. The one with
1: Batman in it. Yeah. (laughs) I I love that. I love their accents. I love their silly little accents. They're so bad. Oh, my cigar, you are still a (laughs) nutter. You hey, want a Paul, paper? But we mister? got work to do. I just I
0: just love to I don't remember any of the lyrics or any of the lines, but I love just once in a while just bursting into like Get your papers here. Get your papers, two papers. a Penny a paper. Uh, did I really say that? Oh, that's awful. That makes it worse. Get your papers.
1: No, it was great. 3 headed um, baby in I, the Bronx. I may or may not have the entire Hey Mr.
0: Oh newsies. Newsies, yeah. newsies, newsies. newsies. Big newsies fan. They brought up newsies because um I, so- I love
1: how they play William Randolph Hearst. It's he's kind just of awesome. like he's he's like a like a mustache twirling villain. Yeah, and that's, that's what that's what pops into my head every time it's I hear lovely. standard. It's Oil. a lovely
0: caricature. Maybe we underappreciate Newsies, or um, maybe we appreciate. Yeah, we them. do. You think
1: so? Listen, why do you think millennials are so like are, are a big part of the push towards unionization? Do you think Newsies? Because we grew up on Newsies. Do you think so? Do you think Newsies are Almost, not that big I mean, of an amongst impact amongst other things? <laughs> <laughs> do you think a bunch
0: of little kids are like, "Wow, I
1: can make a union too"? Well, I mean, I know that <laughs> I grew up with unions being something that like used to be but they were a good thing yeah so like I want I don't want to say this because no. one of our listeners said that they were going to start a drinking game every time I mentioned Star Trek <gasps> and I said I've only done that once it's going to be a really boring drink. You literally going to mention Star Trek <laughs> I think, I think, um, let but the drinking there's, there's game a, happen. There's, there's a union episode in oh, Deep Space yeah. Nine. So okay. that, that was just the sort of thing I grew up
0: with where it yeah. was like,
1: it was kind of an old timey thing,
0: but it was yeah. a good thing. It was a good thing. You grew up, I think, with more union stuff than I Well, did. and also,
1: like, I have, like, family
0: that were yeah. major
1: movers and shakers. Yeah. In the ILW, I
0: International Lady Garment Workers, Workers. Union. Yeah. Oh, I definitely messed that up, but yeah. It's the, yeah the largely but not all but largely jewish ladies that were like yeah yeah except the leaders weren't men women women they were men they were men and that's that's who i'm related to yes Um, yes of course but
1: anyway we're we're both like woo woo we are but um, that's okay we're having a good time all right good uh so uh okay the boom is okay
0: sorry I just keep making it worse. All
1: right, no, it's I'm I'm right there with you. We're okay. on the same we're doing wavelength it. for better or worse. We're on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. We're also in this weird things. So we're we're trying a different place in the apartment now, and I have feel like I have to like lean
0: over the microphone, oh. and it's very strange. Okay, maybe we'll adjust next time. Yeah, like. we're
1: you know what this is this is a learning Curf. learning experience. Yeah. So Standard Oil was co-founded by John D. Rockefeller, mm. and He's an important part of our Ida Tarbell's story. They their two stories are are inex oh my god, Wells I to say this word I can't say inexor Inextricable? No, but they're linked. They're Interlinked. Linked. They're 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 like permanently linked. Like you can't talk about one without the other. Yeah. So John D. Rockefeller started taking over refineries because refineries were a more stable investment than wells Mm. so lots of people were thinking i want to make money i'm going to go i'm going to go buy a piece of land in western pennsylvania Mm. and start digging Mm -hmm. but rockefeller said well you can do that but you might end up with no oil Mm. but if you start buying refineries it doesn't matter where the oil is coming from you're going to make money from it got it so he starts buying up refineries and he worked really hard to make sure that he created a reliable product. That is an important thing that I think gets lost a little bit is he did make a good product. Like, <laughs> he was also, like, evil.
0: Yeah. But Standard Oil made a good product. He was evil and he cared about his customers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, he was actually, I think, he was a perfectionist to an extent that, in my unprofessional opinion, might have been diagnosed with something in today's day and age. Sure, 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 sure. Reading about it, I'm like, are you okay? Are you good, buddy? Are you okay, John? I hope so.
0: John well, it's no. okay. I mean, He was not okay. He was definitely not okay. I don't need him to be okay. But he was kind of evil.
1: He can cry into his billions of dollars. Yes, um, he can. He made kerosene to light homes. Okay. And he didn't like competition, so he would buy up his competitors. And on top of that, so once he started basically just owning the refinery market, he started doing what's called vertical integration, which is, welcome to Econ 101, Mm -hmm. uh, which (laughs) is where you own the entire process. So from well to can of kerosene that this person is using to light their home, he would own the entire vertical integration. Right. And Just kind of an
0: annoying thing that people were doing. Well, it's it's a monopoly. (laughs) It's it's a It's a monopoly. It's not just. It's not cool.
1: Yeah, it's not just like this is an uncool thing to do. Like, it's, as, as we will that. get to, I'm it sorry. was not legal. It's more than that. It's really bad. <laughs> Even then it was illegal. And that was, like, before we had laws. In really? um, <laughs> A time before laws, sure. my goodness. A time um, before laws. <laughs> so he he basically just dominated the industry by buying out competitors. That's what he did. That's Rockefeller. To give you an idea of how wealthy John D. Rockefeller was, I did some math. By 1937... So we're we're going to jump forward a little bit, just okay. for the sake of numbers. 1937, Rockefeller was worth $1.4 billion. Holy shit. In 1937. Holy shit. And I did some math. That comes out to $268 billion in today's money. Okay, that's a lot. For comparison, Elon Musk is worth $187.3
0: billion. Wow. So he was like...
1: Oh and that is not
0: quite twice as wealthy as Elon Musk. Wow. So he was one of the Elon Musk's of his day.
1: He was the Elon Musk. Or he was, e- okay, he, he was, was the Elon he Musk. He was
0: Elon Musk. Minus the obnoxious tweeting. But he's probably still pretty obnoxious, right?
1: Yes, but I don't think he was obnoxious in not public. Not in the same <laughs> way. Yeah. I don't think he would have, I don't think he would
0: have bought Twitter just put it out there. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: That's that wasn't a great his poll to
0: put up. Do you think John D. Rockefeller would or would not have bought Twitter if he were around no. today?
1: Does that have anything to do with oil? Like he was <laughs> he, he didn't buy stuff for his ego. He bought stuff yeah. to make money. Got like it. yeah.
0: Yeah. So at
1: any rate, um, the Tarbells did not want to be part of the Standard Oil Empire. What would happen is Standard Oil would come in to a place and go to all the independent producers and say, Listen, you can try to compete with us and that's gonna go bad for you. Or I can buy your business, and you'll make a bunch of money. Um, and if you decide to take stock options with that, you're probably going to make even more money. Mm. And so, people who bought, who sold out to John D. Rockefeller became extremely wealthy. But the Tarbells didn't want to do that just because they didn't want to be a part of that. Like yeah. they didn't want to be part of the Standard Oil Empire, even yeah. if it made their life more financially difficult. Yeah. So back to Ida, she was an intellectually curious kid. Her family subscribed to Harper's Weekly, which was sort of the central like news magazine yeah, of yeah. the of the era. Yeah. Also, Harper's Monthly and the New York Tribune, and she would sneak into her family's workers' bunkhouse to read copies of Police Gazette, which was a gruesome tabloid. <laughs> ah! So imagine oh if the New York Post was given the sort of free reign. That the Daily
0: Mail has, and maybe a little worse.
1: <laughs> um, Although
0: the New York Post is already, they swing, they swing pretty far.
1: Yeah, they, you know, it's it's all the three headed babies and queens. Yeah, um, <laughs> get
0: your paper here.
1: Did she buy them from a newsie? Probably not, because she was in rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> ah, damn it!
0: Damn it! Okay, but who knows? You never know. <laughs> well, um, no, that's that would be true. bad because child labor is just not. She's a penny not of paper. <laughs>
1: um so she was intelligent she was curious but she was not a good student oh no she was so she has a quote from her autobiography about her time as a student she's she literally would like just skip school like she just wouldn't show up (laughs) and a teacher said to her this is well this is quote from her from her autobiography Mm -hmm. a teacher told me the plain and ugly truth about myself that day. And as I sat there looking her straight in the face, too proud to show any feeling, but shamed as I never had been before and never have been since. So she chalks that up to what got her on the straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. Um, As an educator myself, I'm like, there had to have been better ways than that. But but that's what happened. Um, She became very interested in the sciences, especially microscopes. Ooh. which was a new tech at the time. I mean, that was great. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> she that was, was all the
1: rage. She was valedictorian of her high school class Okay, and went on to study biology at Allegheny College, and she was the only woman in her class. <gasps> wow. This was a time when middle-class women were starting to go to colleges. Like, colleges were just starting to become co-ed. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a thing to have, like, just a couple of quote-unquote co-eds. Mm-hmm. That's where that term comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she went on to be a headmistress at a school in Poland, Ohio, the Poland Union Cemetery. Oh my God, Poland Union Seminary. Ah, not cemetery. Those are different things. <laughs> <laughs> this was in eighteen eighty. And she stuck it out for two years, but left because of the heavy workload and low pay. Mm. Some things never change. Some things
0: never change.
1: Also, the parents were, like, really awful to her. Damn. Well, the person she replaced had been there for, like, ages and was beloved. So everything was like, oh, that's nice. But, you know, Miss So-and-so did it this way. You know, that sort of thing. Yep. So she was like... Enough of that, and she decided she she decided at this point that she was not going to pursue marriage. She was going to pursue a career. This wasn't either or. Damn, in those days. Damn, and it was still it was still revolutionary. It wasn't unheard of. Like I said, it was like this middle class woman right. were were striking out on their own. Right, but like it it was still a, a notable choice to make.
0: Yeah, and, and this this is the, what year is it right now? 1880. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah.
1: so. Yeah, so this is increasingly popular idea that women were as intellectually capable as men. Radical mm. concept. <laughs> but for a lot of but for a lot of women it was just like this extra thing to get even even better husband cuz like men right. would want a highly educated wife. Oh wow. Okay. Which I mean, it's a step in the in the direction to get to where we are today yeah, it is but like yeah yeah you have to we keep to do stuff i know right <laughs> so she had to find a way to make money if she wasn't going to get married she needed a career she ended up writing teaching supplements for a home study course that i i'm gonna try okay i'm gonna try my best okay in fact, I'm going to make this closer to me because I'm getting old and I'm becoming that person who like holds their phone like down and like down, away. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not good. Uh, the the Ch- Chataquan. Okay, I believe. Okay, this was a home study course. So women who couldn't afford to go to college, like Ida Tarbell did, would do these home study courses. So she would write these these teaching supplements. So. This was really great for her because she needed to really stretch her intellectual capabilities. It required a huge amount of research because she would be doing things like writing about like some Roman emperor that you needed to understand to understand the the course. Okay, stuff like that. So she started writing her own pieces for the magazine and she wrote an article called Women as Innovators, which was published cool. in March of 1887. Okay. And she wanted to refute the idea that women rarely invented things. Nice. So she went to Washington, D.C. and started digging in the records of the patent office and found out that women were responsible for far more patents than had previously been been said. And it was just that those patents tended to be about things in the home. Okay. Like vacuum cleaners and stuff like that? I mean, not a vacuum cleaner yet, but
0: like... Uh (laughs) Okay, they don't have they don't have they don't have those yet.
1: I don't think so. Okay. Um, and so that was like a really cool thing she did. But her time at the magazine came to an end really abruptly in 1890, and we don't actually know what happened. Um huh. It has something to do with a falling out with the owner, whose name was Theodore Flood. She refused to tell anyone what happened, but there's some suspicion that there was maybe some sexual harassment involved. Yeah. Which good on her for just being like, nope shutting this down but in spite of that Floodstill wrote her a glowing recommendation which she took with her to Paris she's like forget this I'm going to Paris because she wants to work on a book but about Madame Roland Roland I don't know okay she ran a salon during the French Revolution okay while she was in Paris she met people from all over the world and learned how to research like she learned mm. from yeah she learned from French historians at the university nice. which apparently so the book said that apparently like how things worked at this university was like you just had to like randomly show up and if the professor also randomly showed up at that time <laughs> you got a lecture and I'm like that is a terrible <laughs> way to run things that's so disorganized I'm so I'm way but too east coast for that,
0: that like, I'm like that. what is going France, you, get your act together. Uh, we will you <laughs> just wander through the halls and see who shows up and... Uh, It'll be fun. And then we have a cafe in the cigarette. With our espresso.
1: Yes. New American coffee. Have you
0: seen the Nick Curl thing? It's like people who just come from, back from Europe...
1: Not that one, but I've seen there's a TikTok creator who does, like, people have just come back from yeah any number of places. First we have breakfast, so we'll have
0: something cool, like chocolate and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that's why
1: that's the first part. She does these things, where it's like, oh, I I forget the word, uh, fromage, oh, cheese. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, of course. <laughs> so, how she made money while she was in Paris is she would write articles freelance for publications in the United States. And she wrote an article I can't believe this was successful, and I'm so delighted that it was. And I love her for this. Everything, everything else she did is great. This is my favorite thing about Ada okay. Tarbell. Okay. She wrote an article called "The Paving of the Streets of Paris." Okay. By Monsieur Alphon, Alphonse, I don't know. I don't do French. Okay. Um, which discussed how public work projects worked in France, which is just, I'm just so delighted by that.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she, she was talking about. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry paving street like, it's just lovely paving streets is also really interesting
1: and I wasn't the only one who was into this like like I was back there you know me and right. Ida right um, of <laughs>
0: because but, that's when you were born yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what you said sorry I'm not calling you old you no, said I, that <laughs> I am it's fine actually I'm not really that old but I'm, You're I'm getting true. there neither of us I are am, not that are that old. I am I am
1: extending my to, we're getting there we're not so, old people
0: yet <laughs> yet one
1: Quite day. Um, <laughs> I have gray hair but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't the only one who liked this this article. It got the attention of Samuel McClure. Okay. And I'm wondering if you've heard of this person. He wrote McClure's magazine I think is what it was called. I'm going to scroll down because I wrote it later. But it was a very famous like news magazine. McClure's? Yeah, McClure's. McClure's. Okay. Um, and he was McClure is <laughs> Sam McClure is just such a delight. He was a man of big ideas, not always a lot of follow through. Got it. And his big idea was instead of buying the work from freelance writers, he would have a writing staff
0: that That's he a, paid okay.
1: full time wages, and so that they could afford to do like really in depth research. Into things. This is now just the standard, but that was his idea. Okay. And so he offered a position of this nature to Ida Tarbell. And she was a little like unsure about it, but she eventually committed fully on salary and moved back to the United States. Nice. And so she goes and moves to New York City. And McClure gives her the job to write a biographical series on Napoleon Bonaparte.
0: Okay. Which (laughs) I know. Sorry, that's all I have to say about that. That's he just was so silly.
1: People were excited about him yeah, at the time. Yeah, okay. <sighs> I mean, he was short. He actually wasn't that short. He wasn't that short. That I was mean, actually that's like the that's, least that's interesting that's actually, thing about him. That's actually propaganda. Yeah, because oh. a French inch was longer than an English inch. Oh, least, so he's I've not heard actually that. that Somebody's going to write and be like, that is absolutely not the case, but that's what I've heard. Okay. So, um, I, I, we care about yeah. sources here at he Delicious History, saying, he and my was,
0: sources, I heard that somewhere. So. Alright, I've heard he's average size, but he was standing next to some very tall people.
1: Yeah, it was just growing up as a short person. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, gave me bad. hope. Gave me hope <laughs> that I could one day rule an empire. Of course. Oh. <laughs> of course. So she's, like, she goes deep into research, and... One of the things that she has access to is a the private collection of oh this is one of these old timey names I don't want to say okay Um, Gardner Green Hubbard okay and I wrote next to it in my notes I D K why he had an extensive Napoleon library (laughs) Um, uh, some people will just get really into a thing yeah yeah and the Library of Congress Uh uh-huh and when her biography hit the papers it doubled the magazine circulation and quadrupled the readership.
0: All right. People were really into him. And her writing. And her writing. Yeah. Okay. And
1: then McClure released the whole series as a book and it became a bestseller. Cool. So then she moved on to Abraham Lincoln. And this is where we get really interesting with Ida because she, everyone felt like anything that could possibly have been said about Abraham Lincoln had been said. Yeah. Keep in mind this is not that long. This is like people are alive who remember the Lincoln administration, right? Like, And
0: people are still obsessed with him, of course.
1: Yeah, well, that has never stopped. Yeah. And so she says, you know, if I'm going to do Abraham Lincoln, I'm going to do something unique and interesting. Cool. Okay. So she traveled to places that were part of Lincoln's childhood and young adulthood and just started, like, digging through court documents and things like that. Cool. And she'd go to courthouses and talk to people who knew him. And what made Tarbell really different from people who are also doing these sorts of like biographies is that she went out of her way to make sure her sources were true. (laughs) It's good to verify things. But that wasn't the standard at the time. Of course. It was like if you found some guy sitting on the corner, it said that he knew Abe when he was yay high. they just ran with it. Right. But she. People
0: were as, you know, just like today, but in a different way. People were, how do you say? Swindling. Yeah, or not even, like, people
1: just, it Our wasn't the wasn't standard. A standard, it wasn't right. the standard for journalism. True, 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 true. And so she would painstakingly verify every single source. And she also, like, she found really cool stuff. Like, she found a lost speech and previously unknown letters and images. Cool. So like she, there was a speech that he gave that people knew he gave, but nobody had like he didn't write it down. It was like an impromptu thing,
0: oh. and she
1: found somebody had like taken notes on it, and it was like you know stuck in a book somewhere. Like it was just some wild sort of thing. Cool. So get get it, Ida. Yeah, say, she yeah. yeah, and so she she writes her 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 biography. It's a huge hit. Becomes a book up circulation. Becomes a bestseller, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So she's kind of a big name now. She's basically like the leading byline so to speak nice um at McClure's at this point and she started working as an editor
0: and what year okay so now what year are we in that's an awesome question um that would have been a really
1: great thing to write Sorry. down i just got so no
0: no this is good sometimes i have a dip sometimes i'm like i wanted to keep track um but i know i didn't write
1: wrong. it down but i'm gonna go ahead and say early 1900s cool um yeah that had to have been it so she starts working as an editor, along with the other co-founder, who I haven't mentioned but yet, named John Phillips. And she and John Phillips are basically the reason why McClure, who goes by SS, by the way. Ooh. SS McClure. Ah. Um, like a ship. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the SS McClure. Like, he would just go in these, he would, like alternate between manic and depressive episodes okay and he would like be super into something for a little while and then disappear to europe for like six months and not talk to anybody so bosses man (laughs) or just like you know what's really great what ssris yeah (laughs) it it is that's true anytime I i read about somebody like that i'm like man i'm so lucky i live in a time yeah with medication yeah yeah but he, so she and John Phillips were basically the ones that made sure like the paper came out, yeah, when it was supposed to. Oy. but all these things, all these amazing things, are not what she's known for. What's she known for? Her takedown of Standard Oil. Get it? Yeah, get it, Ida. Get it, girl. So she used all these. She she gained these skills talking about these historical figures. Okay. And she she'd had her eye on this for. All
0: of her life, she is a smart ass and she doesn't care. She can tell it like it is, and she like fucking hates this guy.
1: Yeah, because oh, because he, he just kind of she fucked he fucked her up. I mean, he like her family was struggled because yeah. they wouldn't join Standard Oil. Like this is personal. Got it for Ida. This
0: is it. You know, Ida B Wells part two. This time it's personal. It's Ida Tarbell, but that's okay. <gasps> <laughs> she,
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're doing our best. <laughs>
0: <Darbell>. <laughs> I knew I didn't. Know so who she, she was. knew that she had
1: to like be like everything had to be like meticulous, okay. documented if she's gonna go after Rockefeller. Double
0: checking three, because he had checking. the money. Like triple.
1: He like going after him was not a small prospect. Yeah. So, but because of where she grew up, because she grew up in oil country, she had access Mm -hmm. to people and resources that an outsider would not have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she was able to actually prove, like, wrongdoing and, like, illegal actions in the past. But her huge, the reason she was able to do that, her huge break, I love this, was there was an office boy working at Standard Oil, and his job was destroying records, um, That showed that the railroads were giving standard oil advance information. That's terrible. About refiner, about other refiners. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: And the boy noticed his Sunday school teacher's name on some of the documents. So he took them to the teacher, who was also a refiner. The teacher then passed them on to Ida Tarbell.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And she was like, now we're getting going. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: among the various things that Standard Oil did that were not good, um, they had these secret deals with the railroads that they would be charged less per barrel or whatever okay. than other refiners, which meant that they could undercut the the pricing. Um, okay and make it more difficult for the smaller refiners to exist. Got it. And then they would also turn around and they would, they they could sell, they did, actually this is what Amazon does, they could sell at a loss for a time until all the other refiners like sold out to him. So this is what Standard Oil did and she was able to find actual documented evidence that they were doing this. She also had access to Standard Oil itself through a guy named Henry H. Rogers who was third in command at the company. Hmm. And she knew him through another guy who she grew up in western pa with (laughs) Uh uh-huh and so he just would like talk to her and he knew who she was like nobody was lying yeah he just trusted her to be fair which she was yeah it was just they were in the wrong so her article's a huge splash yeah as you might imagine huge splash forever changed journalism wow if you've ever i mean she invented investigative journalism. Wow. Literally like I think like even like this podcast, like this whole yeah, like concept yeah. that we just take for granted now she yeah. invented. Cool. Later on, Teddy Roosevelt referred to investigative jur- journalists like her as muckrakers. Yes. <laughs> and he didn't mean Tarbell. He actually very specifically meant said he didn't mean Tarbell. Uh-huh. But it didn't matter. That it, yeah. it stuck. Yeah. That's just not how that works. But yeah because of her article, we got the Clayton Antitrust Act, wow. which forced Standard Oil to break up. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't know this. So you know like all these various oil companies that are just now we just see them on gas stations like right. Exxon or whatever. Right. right. Those are all former parts of Standard Oil. And they, what they did is they broke up the country by region and then they wouldn't compete with each other. So it didn't really do anything. Yeah. But, (laughs) you know, they tried. Yeah. It also led to the Hepburn Act in 1906, which oversaw the railroads and the 1910 Mann-Elkins Act, which gave the Interstate Commerce Commission power over oil rates and the creation of the Federal Trade Commission. Wow. Yeah. So her article. Mm -hmm. Big Big deal. Early, early examples of regulation in business in the United States.
0: Really important.
1: Yeah. And she continued to write about business and tariffs, but no longer for McClure's. SS finally just went completely off the rails. Wow. And she and everybody else in the magazine just were like, we love you, man, but bye. We gotta go. And they went to the American magazine. Okay. And... She you know, kept on writing stuff. And she she was great. So the question is why don't we hear more about her? <laughs> because mm-hmm. she's a big deal. Yeah. Like this isn't one of these people that you look at them and you're like, Okay, well they're really interesting, but like I see why we don't learn about them.
0: Yeah. Why she's don't like, we know more about her? Why
1: like why is she never more than like a little like you know, like, those little boxes in your textbook that's yeah. like to the side? I, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I should have known who she was. Like I wish I had known.
1: But the fact that you didn't, like, yeah. you're not like, like, you
0: know stuff. I have some, yeah, I don't know not about this. Now right. I do. So it is crazy. Like, my mom was an investigative journalist. Like, right. this is, this is like the history that she is a part of. She was, she was inspired by everybody's favorite guy, the author of The Jungle, what's his name? I'm going to keep saying Jacob Rees, but that's not right. No. Upton Sinclair. Hey. Upton Sinclair. I'm impressed you came up with that because I would not have. I have not read The Jungle if I was Neither wrong Neither have about I. That. It
1: sounds gross me, and I. It is, I,
0: it is gross. I the thing feel... about The Jungle. So the thing about The Jungle. All right, you tell me first your thing. No, go ahead. Um, I, I talk a lot on this. I just want to make sure I got this right. Yeah, he also wrote, oil! Exclamation point. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about that. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> the thing about the jungle that's wackadoodle crazy is that it was supposed to be for workers' rights. Like, it was yes, supposed I knew, to. Actually,
1: I learned that in school, believe yeah, it or not. It was
0: supposed to get better working conditions for the meat packers and meat workers of all kinds. And, you know, it got us stuff like. You know, it got us some pretty good protections as consumers, but not the protections for the workers. And there's a good quote from him that Ben likes to quote all the time, and I can't pull it out of my (laughs) ass right now. But I can tell you that that book did not have the intended effect even though it's nice that we have those things. It would have been nicer if we had uh, a lot more workers' rights. (laughs) Yes. Agreed.
1: Um, Especially then, because it was
0: gnarly. Gnarly Uh, times,
1: yeah. But the reason why she's not mentioned isn't the sorts of things that you're probably thinking. Like, you're probably thinking, like... She's a woman! It's actually not that. It's because (gasps) she was against women's suffrage.
0: (laughs) I love this take. I love this take. I... Okay. I... So, and her reason it for just, it is so, like, <laughs> I, I feel it in my soul. <laughs> I, I'll be I'll be honest. I have heard takes from that era of women that I respect a lot who were against women's suffrage. <laughs> and they actually make some pretty good points. So here's the reason,
1: which is, you'll understand,
0: I think. I don't know if her reason, her Knowing, point, I don't know if her, it'll be as good. Eh, it's, uh, okay. but it's,
1: but I feel it in my soul mm-hmm. because this has happened to me. She met some early suffragettes as a child, and she thought they were annoying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not as good of a reason. Um, Um, That's really funny. The the
1: words used were dismissive and unkind, but... Hey, you've got to have kindness. But in, in, like, so she she experienced this, and then she would talk to men who were not dismissive of her. Yeah. And kind to her and supported yeah. her like hopes and dreams for having a career. Yeah. So people are complicated, man. She also thought the movement was anti man. Oh no. And Ida. This is confusing. This is really confusing. She also thought a woman should women should focus their on their quote true role as wives, mothers, and homemakers. Ida, what
0: were you doing? <gasps> Ida. Ida, don't climb up are the ladder and then pull me? it up behind you. Yeah. What? Come on. So, as soon as people get their success, they're like, "You can't have it. Just me." Yeah, don't be jealous. So, as you might imagine, like the people we
1: do tend to hear about from that era, like the suffragettes and so forth, were not big fans of Ida Tarbell. She did write articles in support of creating safer work environments for women. Um, And she once, uh, and once women's suffrage became the law, she did work to support it. During World War One, she was put on the Women's Committee of the Council of National Defense by President Wilson, which made the suffragettes super mad, yeah. <laughs> who were also on the committee. Yeah. But once they met her, they she, they she won them over. Wow. With her warmth and group spirit.
0: That's huh. a quote. Well, she, so she's really into, obviously, being warm and friendly yeah. and cuddly. Yeah. Which sure. is cool. Sure, cuddly,
1: sure. Maybe, um. not, maybe not that cuddly.
0: I don't know how cuddly <laughs> she was.
1: She doesn't strike me as overly, but who knows? She... Yeah. <laughs> so, the council handed, quote-unquote, women's issues, like planting vegetable gardens and stuff. Okay. It was World War One. Yeah. It was the time. She continued writing articles and books for the rest of her life, including... <laughs> including a positive portrayal of Mussolini.
0: I don't know! <laughs> Why would you do this? I've, you know... That one really feels like a gap in knowledge. That one she, really feels like she just kind of shit the bed. I mean, she usually did in some... No, sorry. She did not usually. Take that out. Okay. So she, she, she usually I, did the research. She thought he was completing the
1: work of the progressive movement.
0: That's disappointing. Yeah. That's, that's the most disappointing one yet. The, suffra- the, suff- the anti-suffrage was pretty bad. Yes. But that also really sucks
1: and then she died uh, january 6th oh man i know it's shocking she's dead yeah um january 6th 1944 of pneumonia in bridgeport connecticut
0: wow my home state yeah cool
1: Be- what was that song that you were talking connecticut
0: about? beautiful
1: beautiful connecticut wild and free connecticut, connecticut has fill- tarbell's corpse
0: <laughs> 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 yeah Actually, yeah. I don't know where she's buried. Oh. Um, <laughs> so maybe not in Connecticut, but Connecticut filled with adventure. Connecticut, my home. That was the, that's the end of that line. But Connecticut does not actually have that much adventure for you unless you have a car. In which Even case then, you can have like a nice day trip.
1: You could get some good pizza.
0: You can get some fairly good pizza, but honestly not the best. Uh, people from New Haven are going to come for you. I am from New Haven. I They're going to come on. for you. Okay, actually cut that out. I'm sorry. I asked you to cut out like three different things. <laughs> New Haven pizza is my favorite. <laughs> Smile. The look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I am. a I am a person from the New Haven. I'm from the New Haven area, and I can't always get behind our pizza. But I'm very proud of it. So if anybody else, this is our pizza, then I'll be mad at you. Well, I mean that's like Philly, right? Yeah. Don't like. Okay, so because the other day I usually am against the. I'm in the conversation. I'm anti New Haven pizza because I don't like how thin it is. Oh, you see, now we're gonna. We can't be friends now. Okay, I. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you what. What I thinner believe, the, the greasier the better. <gasps> okay. Listen, I grew no. up in Jersey. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I do not like this. I do not like the thin. And I do not like like greasy things falling everywhere. I like a thick, absorbent dough and crust. I'm just being honest. See, I, this is how I, I was, don't dislike that it.
1: kind of pizza. But when I think like when I am craving pizza, I want a pizza where the slice is as big as your face. Yeah, and you have to like fold it in half, and all this grease just falls out. And See, that sounds that and sounds they've messy. They've given you. I mean, yeah, it is. It's one <laughs> of the few messy foods I'll tolerate. Uh huh. Um, and they have to give you two plates because. They don't buy the expensive plates, they buy the cheapy plates. So they give you two plates that are kind of like half on top of each other. Yeah. And like a single napkin, like that's going to do anything. <laughs> a single papery <laughs> napkin. <laughs> this is this is immediately the, dissolved. This is the experience. Yeah. Um, and growing up, all the the girls in school who wanted to show off how feminine they were would take that single napkin and dab the pizza with and go, Is this greasy and then <laughs> proceed to eat it yes
0: yes i can't say Piga i'm not it's like, like, like other girls <laughs> i'm not yeah of course <laughs> fega's not like other girls fega eats pizza messily and with all of the grease on um i i yeah i sh- i probably shouldn't talk too much more about my dislike for new haven pizza however New Haven pizza, there are forms of it that are less well-known that are thicker and have like more cheese like piled on top, but are like, it's more, it's a more Italian style. There's different types yeah. of Italian styles mm-hmm. around Connecticut and there is a thicker style and that's the one I like better. So I used to get that so from. they kind of like,
1: like, like an Oogie's?
0: Kind of like a Oogie's, but a little bit thicker actually. Um, they would, so Lido's was our place. We were from, I'm originally from, technically originally from Meriden, Connecticut, which is, it's a very interesting small town that has its own accent, (laughs) and it's, and and really good, really, really good Italian food. Unfortunately, I think Lido's, there's something, I don't know, I think it's either closed or has different owners now or something like that, but the pizza was so good.
1: I was going to say you should take me there, but then I'd have to go to Connecticut and that's not high on my list. It's rarely high on
0: my list. Too. <laughs> I'm not
1: a like, I don't fan. dislike it. It's no. just I don't By have the a way, to
0: go. <laughs> I do want to revisit my suffrage at um,
1: Right. So situation. I was actually going to close this with a discussion on feminism and her mixed legacy, but we right. ended up talking about pizza. We did. <laughs> Which I
0: feel like actually kind of Because we're not like other works. girls.
1: We're not like other girls. <laughs> but also like it kind of works because it's like you yeah. don't this is one of these things you don't know
0: what you want it, what to do with it, because she's amazing. Well, well <laughs> it's crazy because people really are complicated, though. Like, yeah, like people really, really are complicated. Like, there are all of these, like, any U.S. president that has implemented something really, really good also probably did something like a little genocidal or something. Like, you know what I mean? A like, little genocidal. Like, or like they something. probably also did something horrible. And that goes for a lot of American politicians also. <laughs> but it's also like, okay, so I just wanted to revisit because I wanted to say I am extremely for women voting. But... but <laughs> really? Yes. <yeah. laughs> Although, but, nowadays but,
1: there are people on TikTok who are like, I'm against female yeah, suffrage. I'm like, Where I, have, what? Why,
0: not, yeah. But, and, I'm going to say and, not but, because there's, there's no but there. And anarchists at the time women anarchists at the time and like union labor organizers were saying some wild stuff because they would basically be like i'm not gonna fight for women's suffrage until we all agree what we're voting on because what you guys all think is that once women get the right to vote they're gonna start voting in better candidates and that's not what's gonna happen like we can do all of this this organizing but like i'm fighting for whatever's on the ground right here and i'm like once you guys start voting it's not going to get that much better and guess what it didn't and once they got the vote they started we, we voted in the same old assholes part of the problem though is also like you have to account for the fact that women were also getting beaten up when they were trying to vote in the first place oh, yeah, so even once no, the they had the right, the right to vote and once they had the right to vote it wasn't like you could just do it and there were tons and tons of union labor workers who were like very 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 pro voting But if you want something fun to also twist your brain around and make you think, like, what the hell is everything going on? You can look up Mother Jones or Emma Goldman, who usually say really cool things, saying it's very confusing thing about women's suffrage. And at the same time, kind of making some good points in a weird way. That being said. Unlike Ida Tarbell. (laughs) Unlike Ida Tarbell. Ida Tarbell, that seemed personal and pretty dumb, honestly. Yeah, it. (laughs) Is
1: not. Does not make sense. That
0: does not make sense. <laughs> so. <laughs> doesn't make sense. There's a lot of women from that era that just totally do not add up. In like, how are you one person? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very.
1: She's a very interesting yeah. person. Um, yeah. But. Uh, yeah. So, this is actually the last episode of season one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We did it. We, we did, did it. a season. We did a season. Uh, That's pretty cool. So, <laughs> I'm actually, for once, going to do the outro while you're sitting here.
0: <gasps> oh, um, lovely.
1: <laughs> instead of setting up my stuff in my house which I don't like doing okay so thank you so much for listening to D of history if you enjoyed yourself be sure to subscribe and drop us a review on whatever platform you listen on this makes a huge difference I was just reading an article about how people find podcasts mm-hmm. through the search bar so yeah that's huge so if you can even if all you can do is just click the little five star that makes yeah a world of We really difference. appreciate it huge thank you to April keys for the use of the song misfit from her album mountain view You can find her on all the various social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and I I wrote sometimes TikTok, but really that's
0: decreasing rapidly. Do you think TikTok's going to get banned? I don't know. Officially? I don't know. I think it may happen.
1: Because the Democrats are really upset with it now too.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Weirdos. We'll see. Our world may be rocking soon. Rock I'm kind road. of excited. Like, I'm hating TikTok these days. So I'm, yeah. I, that's you can hear me, like, kind of excited. I'm like, I, I'd love to not have the option to go on right now. Yeah. But I'm so addicted. So you can
1: find us <laughs> wherever we are. You can find us at D-Listers of History without any hyphens. No hyphens. Big shout out to the folks supporting us on Patreon. Yes. If you want to support us and get access to all sorts of exclusive content, become a patron. Yes. Like, this is... Their third shout out, but I'm doing it again. Michelle! Yes. Michelle! Thanks, Michelle. You get access to the D-List Drabbles, which will be coming out on bi-weeks. Yeah. And when we are in our season break, you will still get content. Awesome. On, in the form of D-List Drabbles. on on patreon so definitely worth the three bucks a month i think i think so too and soon we're gonna have merch it's gonna be great yay yeah so all this and more can be found on our website deliciousofhistory.com again no hyphens just smish it together nice and our so we're going on a break between seasons so the next episode will be coming out on may 1st May Day. (gasps) made Ooh. I know.
0: oh i bet that's gonna be fun
1: yeah it's gonna yeah. be a good one good and we're gonna we have some uh cool collabs coming up so keep keep an ear out on our yes. social media yes. for for that all i'll say is that i have just been existing in the gilded age now for months <laughs> and it's it's a time <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah that's it yeah. I can't Thanks wait. Thanks so much for
0: listening. Thank
1: you. Yeah. And now for a episode relevant audio drop. Wow. A corduroy suit with fitted knickers. A mezzanine seat to see the flickers. Oh van a man cigars that cost a quarter. An editor's desk for the star reporter. Tip your hat, he's a king I'm the king of New York flat He'll be covering Brooklyn to Trenton our men